0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi, welcome to the podcast. In this session, we will cover cardiovascular changes during pregnancy. maternal blood volume increases during pregnancy and this involves an increase in plasma volume as well as in red cell and white cell volumes the plasma volume increases by 40 to 50% whereas the red cell volume goes up by only 15 to 20% this results in a situation described as physiological anemia of pregnancy Because of this apparent hemodilution, blood viscosity decreases by about 20%. The exact mechanism of this increase in plasma volume is unknown. However, several hormones like renin-angiotensin-aldosterone, atrial natriuretic peptide, estrogen, and progesterone may be involved in this interesting phenomenon. Two current hypotheses attribute the increase to an underfill state caused by initial vasodilation, which stimulates hormones like renin, angiotensin, and aldosterone, or an overfill state characterized by an early increase in sodium retention due to the increase in mineral corticoids that retains fluid. This causes an increase in blood volume. Levels of clotting factors 1, 7, 8. 9, 10, and 12, and fibrinogen count are elevated during pregnancy as well. At present, the majority of observers report a statistically significant fall in platelet count as pregnancy progresses. A recent study that observed an increase in thrombopoietin with the advancement of gestational age also confirmed this finding. Systemic fibrinolysis also may increase slightly. The increased blood volume serves several important functions. It takes care of the increased circulatory need of the enlarged uterus as well as the needs of the fetal placental unit. It fills the ever increasing venous reservoir. It protects the pregnant mother from bleeding at the time of delivery, and pregnant women become hypercoagulable as gestation progresses. It takes about eight weeks after delivery for the blood volume to finally return to normal. All right, well, let's focus on cardiac output. An increase in cardiac output is one of the most important changes of pregnancy. Cardiac output increases by 30 to 40% during pregnancy, and the maximal increase is attained around 24 weeks. The increase in heart rate lags behind the increase in stroke volume initially, and then ultimately rises by 10 to 15 beats per minute by 28 to 32 weeks of pregnancy. That's called physiologic tachycardia of pregnancy. Pregnancy. So, once again, here's a clinical pearl. The increase in cardiac output initially depends mainly on the rise in stroke volume, and later the increase in heart rate also becomes an important factor. With Doppler and M mode echo, increases in end diastolic chamber size, and total left ventricular wall thickness have been observed over recent studies. Cardiac output can vary depending on the uterine size as well as the maternal position at the time of measurement. The enlarged gravid uterus can cause aortocaval compression while the pregnant woman is in the supine position, and this will lead to reduced venous return and ultimately maternal hypotension. This effect will be exacerbated in pregnant women with polyhydramnios or multiple gestations. Cardiac output increases further during labor and delivery and may show values 50% higher than pre-labor values, Now, in the immediate postpartum period, cardiac output increases maximally and can rise 80% above pre-labor values and about 100% above non-pregnant measurements. The increase in stroke volume as well as in heart rate maintains this increased cardiac output. Okay, so here's a quick clinical implication. An increased cardiac output might not be well tolerated by pregnant women with valvular heart disease like aortic or mitral stenosis or coronary artery disease. A severe decompensation in myocardial function can develop at 24 weeks pregnancy, during labor, and especially immediately postpartum. Cardiac output. Heart rate and stroke volume decrease to pre labor values 24 to 72 hours postpartum and return to non pregnant levels within six to eight weeks after delivery. Even with this increase in cardiac output, the systolic blood pressure does not change during pregnancy. However, the diastolic blood pressure can drop by about 1 to 15 millimeters of mercury. There is a decrease in mean arterial pressure because of an associated decrease in systemic vascular resistance. The heart is physically displaced to the left and upward during pregnancy because of the progressive elevation of the diaphragm by the pregnant uterus. The EKG of a normal pregnant woman may show benign dysrhythmia, reversal of the ST, T, and Q waves, and left axis deviation. Lastly, remember that aortocable compression is one of the most important events during pregnancy, especially when the pregnant woman lies supine. Therefore, left uterine displacement must always be maintained, especially in labor and delivery. Okay, that wraps up our quick podcast covering the cardiovascular effects of pregnancy. We'll see you next time.